coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Everybody, welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio, the podcast dedicated to exploring the successes and innovations in the franchising world. And today is no different. We have two really important things to talk about. One is the senior care industry, and two is how great of a business model that we have here to talk about in that industry, in the franchising world. So a lot of innovation has gone into this brand, and and I want to kind of talk to Frank Sampson, who's our guest today. He's the CEO and founder of Senior Care Authority, and he's going to dive in to what, what has made them successful over these last decade plus. And we're going to go ahead and dive into that right now. Frank, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Rob, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and an honor. You got it. You got it. So like what I just teed up there, I mentioned it kind of quickly. I said eight consecutive years of being named top franchise from Franchise Business Review, which is a unique publication because of the way they approach the research. And it's uh, obviously one that is uh, not easy to do, right? It just has to be there. The facts have to be there. And I know they do it by talking to franchisees as well. But tell me a little bit about you know, what went into that, that, that consistency. What do you think that, that secret was uh, for, for the brand to see that success year in and year out? Well, it's really not a secret per se, because, uh, you know, as you said, Franchise Business Review, they they don't interview us at, uh, at Senior Care Authority Corporate. They they interview and ask pretty extensive questioning of our franchise owners. So to have that honor each and every year uh, does say something that about our franchisees. And, and I think from what we see and what we hear from them, a lot has to do with our training and our support. So much of it goes into that and trust, you know, that that's, that's huge that they do that our franchisees, you know, trust us, like our training, like our support, like our ongoing, ongoing training. And we listen, we listen to what they have to say. So I think that's, that's really the key of uh, why we have received that honor uh, for so many consecutive years. Trust and listen. I heard those two words, big one, big words in the franchise right. industry, right. keywords. So, but tell me a little, let, let's back up a little for the audience. Um, a lot of them listen, but and know a lot of the brands I bring in, I have talked to a lot of people in the senior care industry um, and, and do, and am very aware of, and for the audience, I do have a relationship with Frank. I do know him. And work with him, and I believe a lot in his brand and in the industry. But tell the audience a little bit about one, the industry, and and how you got into why you started the brand, really, and in in the industry and, and the need. Yeah, so you know, it's it's kind of a long story, but you know, I got into I got into it um, for uh, many of the similar reasons why our franchisees have gotten into it. Uh, um, many people who have been through this. Uh, with family members uh, then needing care, maybe a family member that have 
has had uh, some cognitive issues uh, like Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia. And when you go through that, it, it really, it does something to you. And I, you know, I, I had to, uh, I was caring uh, myself, my siblings caring for my parents. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, they passed away and, and kind of a light bulb went off with me um, because I wasn't in the industry at all. And uh, I just took some time and did a lot of research and started it and uh, kind of built uh, the model that I thought uh, would work and tested it and tested in the Bay Area uh, where I was living at the, you know, living, I'm still living there. And um, I, I saw that it worked. And, and so it began, I had some background in franchising in my past and so we uh, we started it, and and fortunately, uh, usually those first few are the toughest uh, to bring on. But uh, we brought them on, and and uh, you know have, we have, have have had a quite a success story since. Yeah, and I honestly, I do. I've interviewed I don't know hundreds of brands on the show, and 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 they all some of them are similar in similar markets. I, you know, in senior care, I will say the why behind that. When I talk to franchisees or the brands that I've talked to, it's it's a powerful why. It's probably the most powerful one I've ever heard of because usually people have a real, real desire to help, right, and make an impact. And then you have a great business model sitting next to it. That's just an amazing way to to approach a business. So it's a great combination of having a real desire and a real why with a great a great business model that works really well to, to, to help you grow. And so, but when you, when you talk about these high levels of satisfaction, I said eight years in a row, you win this award that is again, based on third party research uh, and you're not part of that at all. Uh, so you, you know, eight, whether it was five out of eight or you know, eight out of eight, right. Which is amazing. Um, but what do you think it might be? Is there something in the leadership something in your approach to managing the brand that you think helps delivering. And you did give us a couple clues with the trust and the listening, but is there anything else you would point to that, that would, would help a franchise or accomplish that? Well, first of all, I always look at our franchisees and we call them of course, franchise owners, but they're my customers. So like you would run any business, and, and, and treat your customers with the utmost respect. Um, they're our customers. So you got to have that mindset. And uh, our staff, I, I drill that into them that these are our customers. They are the ones that are paying your salaries, you know? Um, so I, I always want to remind them of that. And you have that mindset. And we also... I'm I'm a I'm a big believer that it shouldn't be a, a us and them type of scenario. We should really be operating the business as one, and we do. We we involve our franchisees in a lot of our decision making. Um, I'm going to say, you know, I said it before, but I'll say it again because it's important. We do listen to them. We don't necessarily always agree, but I'd have to say uh, our franchise owners. Uh, have tremendous backgrounds. I mean, we have attorneys and accountants and and some that came from the healthcare industry and people in sales and marketing. We have some brilliant people. And uh, to think that we know it all 
uh, would be a mistake. So, you know, when we're deciding on things and uh, we had, a, you know, so of course, have a great a great framework for them to start. But as time goes, we listen to what they have to say and and, uh, you know, and they might make recommendations that we implement. Uh, our, I think we have grown because of them. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, I'll give you some examples of how we involve them. Our franchise advisory board, which I call our Fab Four, kind of big Beatles, you know. So uh, that, that, those are, they're elected by our own franchisees. We don't appoint them. They're elected by our other franchisees, and they're there to represent them so they could uh, provide input, and we bounce ideas off of them as well. And uh, so that's been a, a, a great thing that we did some years back. Our training, I talked a little bit about our training, and some of our training and coaching is actually done by some of our franchise owners, all right? And um, we, have, we pay them. We pay them to do it. So certainly they're, it's not taking up that much of their time that they can't operate their business. But uh, I'll give you an example uh, there too. We have a, a CRM that we use called Salesforce, pretty well-known program. And our main trainer on that program is a franchise owner who has a background in Salesforce and actually ran Salesforce for a very large company that he was with prior. So after he gained some experience in the senior care business uh, and in our business, then uh, he and I spoke and he's now our trainer. Um, uh, we have coaches that provide guidance to new franchises that are owners of their own business as well, franchisees. So by involving them in the process and not operating it as a, a you know us and them and separating the two, uh, we we really try to operate our business together with them, and 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 that shows. Yeah, I was going to ask you a little bit to elaborate on training, right? And just because when you when you think of senior care or assisted living or the different things that you guys work with, it, you, you often might go right to, oh, I need to have a degree or some type of medical background or could you unpack the business model a little bit? And, and really we did talk about the why. So a lot of the franchisees are definitely in a, in a, have a heart to serve and help families and maybe have a reason and experience of their own. But what does that business model look like? What, what, how are they helping families? How does that break down? Could you, could you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I read a book that had the greatest impact on me some years back. Uh, I'm sure many of your listeners have read it. If they haven't, they should. It's called Blue Ocean Strategy, all right? And yeah. Blue Ocean Strategy, uh, the basic concept of it is, you know, you go into the ocean, and if you go to the water uh, where it's red, the sharks are there, right? If you go into the area that's blue, the sharks aren't there, all right? And so I've always been a big believer of, creating uh, a you know a business model and I've been in other businesses as well that is quite unique and and your competition what the so-called competition isn't even doing what you're doing you're over in the blue ocean they're in the red right part of the ocean so I, I just wanted to preface that 
but exa an example of that, certainly we're in what we call the uh, senior placement business, and we're there to help families find the right place to live and to get proper care. And it's the get proper care. Uh, it may not be uh, in, in the assisted living or memory care that we mainly concentrate on. It may be finding a home care company for them. Mm -hmm. It may be finding someone to go uh, just to visit with them. It might be uh, as it relates to, uh, you know, we have a, a, a driving program to help people uh, assess whether, you know, they should still remain behind the wheel. There's a lot of different services that we have. Our core business, of course, is, is placement. Some call it referral business. Um, uh, we have um, competitors in that business. But I have to say a lot of the other things that we do, we don't have a whole lot of competition. And so we, uh, and one feeds the other. So right. even though we might handle a family uh, and, and, and helping them with placement, that could lead into other parts of our business. If they're not ready for placement, then there are other services that we could provide. So if I think that's what you meant as far as unpacking yeah. You know, we have a, a, num a number of different services, but it all comes down to, uh, you know, helping those families and uh, where we don't ever have to turn our back on them and say, I'm sorry, we we don't do that. You know, it's yeah. going to always be we're going to find the best uh, the, the best service for you uh, to provide the best care for, for your loved one, whether we're providing yeah. it or not. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's um, it, what I noticed, and, and I, I told the audience earlier, I, I do know the brand, right? So obviously, I know the brand, but some of the unique things you mentioned, uh, peace of mind, right? That's a program. Right, that's what we call you, the peace of mind. Right, right. Right. Beyond Driving with Dignity is another one. And then you also have one called Ease. Uh, and this is what you're referring. Maybe you could um, you know share a little bit of detail about those programs, but that's kind of the blue ocean part, right? That's what you've equipped the business model with, not only to help, it's always a win, 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 but you know, you're helping the family really get what they need because you you never quite know where they are in their journey. So you you've created a lot of angles to kind of help them where they are, where they're at and move them forward, right? The end result might be a new living situation, right? Assisted living or what have you. But there's other things along the way. And that's sort of where I think from what I can tell is where some of that blue ocean is, where you can create some yeah. unique. No, Ease is a great example of blue ocean. And, um, uh, you know, our, our franchise owners, the way the model is built, the majority of their business, though some comes online, some of it comes from people going online and requesting information. The far majority of their business comes from professional referrals, hospitals, skilled nursing facilities, elder law attorneys. There's a list of mile long, right? And uh, that that you know that that's worked for us extremely well, um, but we we looked at what are other sources out there that could provide referrals to our franchisees, and we could help those particular organizations. Um, Ease is really a, a, where we would approach companies. All right, and um, you know again, a lot of it comes down to trust. So. We're going to those discharge planners at the hospitals or the skilled nursing facilities and say, 
trust us with your patients. Right. We go to the elder law attorneys or financial planners, trust us with your clients. We go to the human resources department of companies and say, trust us with your employees. And it's just, it's another referral source. And uh, so uh, it's work, it's uh, working out extremely well. It's a little bit different of approach, but it kind of still works the same way is that, you know, they, uh, they have, uh, whether it's in various customers or patients or an employee that has a need, we're there to uh, provide provide that assistance. Yeah, and I actually think even beyond beyond the business model side, I think it was a brilliant idea for the awareness side. It works so well as a business idea because of the need that's in the marketplace. I believe, at least, because I'm I, I'm the ideal customer, probably my age and you know my older parents and everything else. So. I think about it a lot. It's definitely something that's been on my mind too over the last several years. But I think when you think about partnering with organizations through, you know, to get to their employees and share, you're really helping the mass market because there's still a real problem with awareness. And I was going to ask you your thoughts on it. But basically, and I was kind of surprised. I'm like, who doesn't know? And I realized I've been in the franchise business for over 20 years. And so it's been pretty much on the radar of franchise brands as far as the senior care industry has been for quite a while. But for everyday people, it's like we don't know how to deal with it until it happens, right? Until mom and dad, until it really happens. And usually we procrastinate. And so, but tell us a little bit about that awareness, because I think when you partner with organizations and you get in front of their audience of employees and partners and families, you're really doing them a service because, there's a real awareness problem. People just don't know what to do and they, they wait too long sometimes. But tell me how ease can you know be that bridge as well to that local market and, and those businesses. Well, it's, you know, it's educating, you know, we have to, uh, you know, I, you and I have talked about this in the past. I say it's kind of a double sell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, first, the company um says yeah this is something we need and our employees need and it will help us to keep employees longer and provide these types of you know help them uh at home so they don't have to take so much time off of work and all of that um so uh that that i don't i don't want to say it's easy but that's the easier part yeah okay uh the second part is all right now that the company is behind this we need to educate uh, their employees and let them know about this. And it's not like a benefit that they could use all the time. They get a discount at Holiday Inns, all right? Well, they travel and they could get a discount at Holiday Inn. This, a, a family or a particular person may have a need for our services once in a life, maybe once in a lifetime, maybe two. All right. So we have to, we have to keep in front of their employees and continuously educate them on that, uh, on the various service, because when that need arises, now they need it. It's not, people don't, like you said, a lot of people wait too long, but they don't plan for it. They go, you know, my dad's going to need this type of care probably in the next four or five years. Maybe I should start looking at it. It doesn't work that way. Okay. It's when it happens. 
right then. So hopefully if we we keep them in the back of their mind, even if they don't remember our name, all right, and they go, well, God, you know, my my dad is going to need some help. I remember this seminar that was done, or I remember seeing something in the newsletter, or I remember this email, and they go back to human resources and go, what was that company's name that we're, you know, uh, oh, it's Senior Care Authority. Great, I need to talk to them. So you can't, you know, if... You know we're, we're you know we're learning because ease is kind of a, a, a has been a relatively new concept in our industry to go to companies with this type of service. So what we've learned is we have to keep marketing to them in a soft sell type of way. You can't create the need. It's not like you need to buy this product now. I mean, if they don't need it, they don't need it. It's just it's a it's kind of an, a constant education program and. Um, we're finding by doing that, it 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 works. You know, it works. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. So it's. Well, and I think. Yeah. I was just going to say, um, in today's world, it is very much about that. It's like keep giving to me, keep giving to me until I'm ready to do something. But you're yeah. just always in front of me, <laughs> giving yeah, me something. But, it, but it's not like you know we don't come hard sell. Like, hey, if you call us, no, it's, it's valuable it's discount. Yeah. No, it, it's. It's really educate them, uh, on, you know, on on the industry and things that are, you know, things that are going on and different types of care and, you know, just letting them know that we're there when they, you know, when they need us type of thing. And even, as I say, even if they don't remember our name, they could go to HR and go, who's that company again? You know, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, let me let me shift gears a little, uh, not totally, but just a little bit and get into a little bit of technology talk. Um, I know the brand also like has won other awards. They, they win a lot of awards, but one of them was most innovative, I believe, a few months back. Right. Um, and and I think that uh, and, and I know we work together so I can I can speak to some of this, but I'm going to let you speak for us. Um, the, the, how do we approach technology? I wanted to talk a little bit about AI, right? Maybe just overall about how you approach technology as a CEO, what you believe it's for and how it helps the franchisees. And a little bit about how we believe AI, and I know you work with me and I believe it, that, that you know, just up-leveling everybody's skills around AI is important. We believe that. And so maybe let's talk a little bit about what we're doing there. So I want to ask you first, technology-wise, why is technology so important to a brand, especially now? Well, I'm going to speak for our brand because it's a little bit different than some other types of franchises. I mean, the average number of people that that operate our franchises is just under two. Think about that. Just under two. Right. So you've got somebody who operates it themselves. You've got some husband wife teams. You've got some father-son teams, you've got, uh, and, and we have some of our largest franchises might have a handful of people working for them, all right? So these are small operations. And when I when I was telling you before, when I kind of tested this out, I actually did this for uh, about five years myself. I got some help from my wife, you know, doing it. Uh, and I wanted to see how much 
one person or a little over one person can handle. All right. And the one thing I learned is you could do a lot, but you can't do all the types of things that need to be done to try to increase your chance of success from a technological standpoint. All right. And a marketing standpoint. I mean, I was always, I remember going back and, you know, social media is much bigger now than when I started, but it was still out there. And I'd say, God, I got to make time to, you know, do more posts on, on Facebook or do more posts and get, get, keep my name out there. I was always working hard, taking time, writing a newsletter and getting an email newsletter out to my contacts. So our approach is almost like we're, the back office for that for all of our franchises. All right. Mm. Not only have we set up a very sophisticated CRM program for them, uh, but we'll we'll do social posting for them. We'll do the email marketing program, but they don't have to do a thing. <laughs> and it's going to be done for them. It's like we're their we're their back office. All right. And I have to say that doesn't necessarily happen with all franchises, but we need to do that or else our franchisees will be too tied up in doing those things themselves, which will keep them away of going out and building those relationships that are so important in being successful. Now, as it relates to AI, uh, and you know this better than anybody, you know, I mean, I look at AI and go, this is bigger than anything we've ever done. Yeah. This is bigger than email marketing. This is big, bigger than social media. This is bigger than email. Yeah. Okay? This is bigger than all of that. And I, I, I don't think everybody really realizes that. All right. So we're taking steps to educate our franchisees to help them improve efficiencies in their own business and, and where they could utilize AI in a way that they never dreamed of, you know, and it might. Uh, so I'm learning. We're all learning uh, on that. Um, and again, as, as I said earlier, we have uh, some, some of our own franchisees have had, have great backgrounds in that and, we lean on them for input too uh, regarding AI. So I think the way our franchisees will operate their operations uh, in the future, if we, if we fast forward two years from now, it'll be quite different than it is today. One thing won't change, I believe, is they still will be going out and building those relationships, but they're even going to have more time to do that than they do today because AI will be working for them behind the scenes. And, and those are things that we're, we're helping them with. So it's pretty exciting time. Oh, it's totally exciting. Yeah. Now I think of it like, at least it's totally in the infancy of where it will go, but you know, right now it's definitely, Hey, I can think faster. I can write faster. I can make decisions faster. I can provide more value. Um, and it's really about creativity um, but I think the end result is we can be more creative, we can provide more value, and we can have better relationships with right. each other. Like, exactly. I feel like the last 20 years has been trying to keep up with all the minutia, like where everybody's just overwhelmed with all the button clicking and learning. And Whereas I think AI will be, there'll be a transition, but it'll make technology easier to do more. 
<laughs> so yeah. hopefully that'll be. I think, you know, a lot of the things we talk about, because we, we don't have to provide all those things, but if, if all the, those services, but if we went to the franchisees and said, hey, you know, we're going to teach you how to, you know, build those relationships and work with the families and, and do placements and do all the services, but you have to put together an email marketing program and you need to be, you know, posting socially and you need to learn AI and do all these different things. They're not going to be able to do it. They're not going to be able to do it. So I, I, you know, we, we have to, uh, uh, you know, they can go do it. The, the, the way we're set up, if they want to go do that, they can themselves, but we're there to really support them and, and, and help them through that and do a lot of the research and, um, so as I say, yeah. uh, it, it, it's uh, challenging and exciting at the same time. Yeah. It's, well, it's a wake up call for all businesses. Like if you want to be more productive and you want to be more efficient and hit the bottom lines, then you, uh, you'll have to embrace it. And, uh, because your, your competition will eventually, right. Eventually yeah. everybody's going to have superpowers and you don't know they have the superpowers because they're over there using some new tools. Right. So anyway, we want, we want to make sure that this brand is ahead of the a curve in that regard, and right. we'll keep doing that. So that that yeah, and I know you're you're definitely a guy that likes to stay on top of technology. Tell me a little bit about the future for Senior Care Authority before we wrap up today. Um, tell me what you see the future uh, as being, not only for you know the brand, um, but just senior care in general. Like any any trends, any ideas about where you see things moving? What do you think the most important things? are to focus on right now as you as you continue building your well, brand? One thing uh, to realize is we're still at our infancy stage. Okay. There, I mean, there's a lot of people in the in-home care market. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people that that's probably the area that has grown the fastest, you know, in-home care, assisted living locations opening up all over the country and all of that. But I, I guess the the best way to you've known me a while and you know how I like using analogies, right? So yeah, yeah. I guess the the best way to explain it is the term silver tsunami. It's kind of been overused, but that's a term that's been used in our industry, the silver tsunami, right? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? It's just drizzling rain right now. As the tsunami has not hit. It's just drizzling rain. The skies are starting to gray. All right. We're at our infancy stage. All right. So somebody who's interested in, in coming into this business, it's not too late. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, you know, I mean, even we look at uh, where we have, we have a lot of locations around the country, but um, we're we're, we're not even close to uh, filling up this entire country uh, with locations where we want to be in key markets. Uh, and it's not just in the United States that this is needed, uh, our type of a service. It's needed outside the U.S. So uh, you were asking kind of what our plans are. Certainly our concentration is here in the U.S. and to continue to develop there. But uh, we've got our eyes on other areas of the of the world and in key markets where we could provide a, a, a as good of not better of a service, you know, uh, in in other markets as well. So, um, but our core is here in the in the U.S. Uh, and we want to make sure we're doing the the best job possible here 
before we we step into other other areas of the world. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, in in all of that, um, it, it made me start thinking. Well, if I were someone interested in getting involved in the industry, particularly potentially to work in the industry, run a business, a franchisee potentially. What would, you know, you've seen some of our top people. You've been working with them since the beginning. Uh, you know what that sort of DNA looks like for these folks. And by the way, we have a lot of top people. I know you do, I should say. And, but there's a, there, there's still a way that you approach looking for the right fit because you want it to win for everybody. Right. We're in this together, right? And you care about their success as much as they care about ours and we're all in it together. So, what would you say is the best piece of advice or if someone is looking into this, what, what, what should they look within themselves for to know, yeah, this could be an industry for me because clearly there's a huge need and that's not going away. But what is that, that inner, what, what do they have to have? What are some of the, the attributes well, that you yeah, look for? Part of the be best thing for me to do is, is look at our, our top franchises. You know, if, if we take a look at our, top 10 or 20 franchises across the country, there is a common denominator, all right? Actually, there's two common denominators. The majority of them, not all, but the majority of them, unfortunately, I'll say, unfortunately have gone through uh, care or long distance caregiving uh, with a family member or close friend. They've seen it happen, whether it be to a grandparent, a parent, or other family member. And I'm not saying that that's a prerequisite, but it, there is a common denominator there that you just have that desire to go out and really help others and hopefully help them and not have to go through as much pain as maybe you went through with your own loved ones, all right? So that's one common denominator we see, not a prerequisite. But what we do see in that those top people that I believe is a prerequisite is that you you have to have the ability to and want have a, a want to build relationships. All right, uh, going out there face to face, uh, pressing the flesh, as they say, and and getting to know people and getting them to trust you and and uh, you, you wanna be a good networker uh, because that's where your business is gonna be coming from. And then as far as the compassion and working with the families, I, I tell this uh, to prospective franchisees and I'll say it here too. And we may, you know, there might be people who are thinking about it and go, well, maybe this isn't for me, you know? Uh, but I, I'm, as a franchisor, there's regulations that uh, prohibit me from making certain promises. Right. But I do say I'll make this promise that if somebody got into our industry, you will have, you will have adult children. When I say adult children, I'm talking people in their 50s and 60s crying on your shoulder. Yeah. It's going to happen. All right. And um, so you want to make sure that you're the type of person that could handle that, be a good listener. That's a key. Being a good listener is much better than being a good presenter. Yeah. Right? 
because I, I as you know, I kind of shied away from saying the term, oh, you need to be a good salesperson or whatever. All right. You yeah, need to right. be you need to be a good listener. You need to be a good relationship builder. All right. Yeah. And if you have those types, uh if you're if you feel confident with that, you enjoy doing that, then uh we could teach you the rest, you know. And uh We've had some very successful fran uh, franchise owners with that type of background, and uh, so again, if if you're not, you know, if you don't have experience with that, but you feel you can be just because of the type of person you are, then yeah. hey, great, we'll, we'll love, we'd love to talk talk to uh, talk to you, you know, and yeah. uh, see if it could be a good fit. No, no, I I I, I see. It's a unique model because it's rare that you get that combination of great business model, great opportunity with something like that can be gratifying in that sense. And of course, it does take a certain kind of person. But I think a lot of us would enjoy having customers that care or, or that appreciate us. Right. I don't think that right. ever is. And I can tell from the reviews. I've read a lot of the reviews from this brand and. It is like the crying on the shoulder. There's crying in the reviews. They they type it out. You can almost feel the crying, right? It's uh, it's a big thing for folks to go through, but it's always so much appreciation in uh, when they express their gratitude. So it's I I, I can feel what you're re relating to. Yeah, uh, you know, if I could if I could add something also, Rob, the, the uh, you know one of the first questions we get asked is this a home based business? All right, yeah. and it is. But it is because you don't need to have an office. Right. You don't need to have an office. All right. It's not like people are going to be coming over to your office. All right. You'll be meeting them and all that. So it's not necessary, though we have a couple of people that prefer to have an office. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up, sometimes people think, oh, I have a home-based business. I could just be behind my desk at home in front of my computer all day. Right. And if, if, that's what you want to do, then this type of business also is not, you know, it's not for you. Because yeah. just because it's home base, that doesn't mean you're going to be sitting behind your desk all day behind your computer. Because I always tell people, if you find yourself doing that, you're going to have a tough time. All right. Yeah. Th this is a relationship business. And um, that's, that's the key to all of this. Well, and I, I, I would say that's a huge advantage because where the world's going, I think you need that diversity and relationships are key and, and being, you know, I think that was kind of cool back. I remember when I started on the internet, that was one of my main goals. Like I wanted to learn the internet and work and for a lap type li lifestyle kind of a business. And that really, you know, I don't go so far, right? Like being, I think COVID probably reminded a lot of people why they didn't mind getting out of the house every day. Um, so I think it's good to have a balance. So you get a little both here with this brand. So I think that's good. If um, if folks wanted to learn more about Senior Care Authority for any of the reasons we talked about, what's the best way to reach out to us? You know, if you go to our website, which is SeniorCareAuthority.com, uh, which is our main site, and then right on the uh, the top of that website, it will have franchise opportunities. If you're interested in learning about the franchise, just click on there. We'll take you to that section of our website. A lot of great information and videos. And, uh, you know, we'll give you, uh, you know, you could fill out a form if you want. You can make a phone call if you want, however you want to communicate. Uh, we, we have that option for you if you'd like to learn. But if you just want to 
learn a little bit more about what we do as an organization, uh, just go to SeniorCareAuthority.com and there's links to the franchisees and their websites and all of that on there. So uh, uh, it's, it's a pretty robust uh, site with a lot of good information. Uh, like you, I do a podcast as well uh, called Boomers Today Radio. And it's not only on the radio, but it is a podcast and the podcasts are on there as well. So a lot of good information. Amazing information, I might add on that. So yeah, if you want to understand the players in the industry and what's happening, that podcast is, I highly recommend that as well. Great indirect way to learn the business. I think it's amazing. Yeah. So that's been great. I appreciate your time today, Frank. Obviously, I, I think we could probably go another hour, yeah, but I know absolutely. that we want to keep this somewhat, you know, respect time and all that. So I really appreciate you, that you came on today and shared more, and I hope to have you back again soon. It's good to have you. Rob, thanks again. It was uh, it was a pleasure, and uh, it's great everything that you do and helping to educate people on your show. You got it. Yeah, I love franchising. So keep doing that as well. You keep doing the senior care, and we'll be doing a good thing together. There you go. You got it. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you.